for all my work, I come from a worldview, a belief, an assumption that all people are inherently whole and resourced to give all their gifts and greatest contributions to the world. And so for some of us, our fires might be dormant for a variety of reasons, but it's not that there's no fire. Everyone has fire. <laughs> everyone everyone has resource. Um, for some people, it's not even about fire. It's about water or air or earth or whatever it is. But certainly for me, like the fire metaphor is... Um, is at the very least around supporting people to see anew um, and also to animate their life, to actually like breathe life into what they're here to give to the world. Yeah. And with that, breathing life in, let's take a breath. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. Today's guest is Didier Sylvain. Didier is a leadership trainer and a life alignment coach. You know, when I first learned of his work was on Instagram, and there were several posts that I would see him post that really just hit me in the gut. And in one in particular that I remember when he was talking about um, old flows and new flow. And the question was like, which of these distinctions resonates with you? And one of them said, the old flow of invalidating intuitive knowledge with logic. Invalidating intuitive logic with knowledge. And the invitation was to think about a new flow. It's trusting the impulses that flow through you. Man. So many times in my life, I think if I could have just trusted my intuition and not tried to override my what I was thinking I was feeling with logic, well, you can't be feeling that. You don't get permission to do that. All the things that have slowed down, so maybe some of the progress I wanted to have or the fears or, or have accelerated the fears, I think it's really critical that we have ways of having these kind of discussions around the things that we that get in our way, that block us, that don't let us live fully in alignment with who we dream and want to be. That's part of the work. And so in this conversation, as you know, we get into these masks. And I think one of the things that stood out to me in this conversation is that, you know, DDA, since he does this work with people, helping them to break past the things that block them, some of them visible, some of them invisible. Um, I think that he and I had a chance to really look at our masks in new and um, with new eyes. And as you know, this year I've been trying to make new masks fresh, like so that I'm really being present and not going back into patterns. But uh, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. I hope that as you continue to think about how you're doing. When someone says, how are you? How often do you get to answer truthfully? How often do you get to say how you're really doing? I hope often, but if not, hopefully in the work that we're trying to create, that starting anonymously, you can make a mask and just recognize that there are 
I was going to say thousands, but millions. But there are other people experiencing what you're experiencing. But we just don't talk about it. We get good at wearing these emotional masks that everything is just fine. As long as I'm smiling, everything's good. As long as on the outside, all the things appear to be in alignment. The stuff inside doesn't really matter sometimes, but it does. And I hope that you begin to find ways to acknowledge those things that you need to deal with, that you need support with, that you don't want to carry by yourself. If you want to carry them by yourself, sorry for that blast of energy, you can carry them by yourself. But I would imagine that there's someone who would be willing to support you so that you um, have a support. I know it's not always easy, but I think it's important. We hope that you will be a part of this movement and more. You will share this episode with somebody who you think can gain value from this conversation. Please enjoy today's episode. DDA, welcome. Thank you, sir. Welcome to the taking off the mask podcast i think there's uh something happening but it's our it's it's happening how it's supposed to happen i can already feel the energy like making zencaster freak out is like what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> what's going on is happening uh so it's already happening um would you introduce yourself to the audience and just tell them who you are what you're up to uh and then sure. we'll jump in Sure. Yeah. Happy to appreciate it. Uh, yeah. My name is Didier, Didier Sylvain. I'm a leadership trainer and life alignment coach. Um, my life's calling is to create and hold transformative learning space for people to step into their power and give their gifts to this world. And I've been doing this type of work for a number of years and um, it's a great honor to do this work. I'm based in LA. I grew up in New York, child of Haitian migrants, and um, I'm a musician as well. And uh, I'm super honored to be here. Mm. Do you, just out of curiosity, based on you said how you said your name, is your name French? Yeah, my people are from Haiti. Yeah. Okay, right yeah. on. Yeah. Well, sending a heartfelt love to the people of Haiti right now. So thank you for presencing that. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, um, I love the way you described the what what you do, and, and I think you know I got connected to you by one of my mentors who's been on this podcast, Sean Dove, and uh, I just been you know I've just been following from afar and just just taking in and absorbing your positive your messages they're positive but they don't always feel good because they're all sometimes <laughs> i love that i think they feel positive, well, they don't always feel good yeah sometimes well, we need stuff that just doesn't it doesn't feel good but we need it right? but like we medicine. need it but we need it like exactly it's like the medicine we need that we're like mwah, mwah. i don't know if i want to taste that one right there taste that right now. but but it but it's but it's real and it feels feels real so thank you for I appreciate even, that. Even before meeting you right now, that uh, you you were putting words out that I feel were really helpful for to me. So thank you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for receiving it. Thanks for being open to whatever's coming through. I'm yeah. doing my best to just get out of the way and just let the work come through. Ooh, I imagine that's going to come up because that's getting out of the way. I think is for me one of the hardest parts. 
is getting out of the way, getting mm. out of getting out of my head, mm. which is blocking the way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. A lot, I mean, we could, you know, we could just riff on that right now. I mean, that's, <laughs> I'm just like, Ashanti, you want to go there right now? Like, <laughs> Like, is that, are you opening a door right now? Oh. Like, <laughs> we could go. We could just talk about getting out of the head yeah. and into the body or getting out of the head into the heart in particular, getting out of the head to allow other sources of wisdom available to us or us to presence our gifts in this world and and offer our greatest contribution to, to community. I'm, I'm here for it. So Yeah. And I think that's the that's the piece, right? Like when we talk about these masks, what we're this this activity we're doing is like six words, right? One picture in six words. But it's even is way more than that, right? We're inviting people to like think about these things on the front of the mask and back of the mask that we often don't get a chance to talk about, you know? And I think, you know, since we've been doing these episodes for a year now, I've been realizing like, where, when am I going to get chances to go deeper, right? Mm. When am I going to get chances to go? Because I'm because I'm making masks all the time, mm. and so I, I realized at the 50th anniversary, the anniversary episode, one year anniversary, uh, our produ- a production manager, he was like, "How about you? Can we try something new?" He's like, "Would you? Why don't you put words you've not used before?" <laughs> and I realized that when he said that, like, a lot of my episodes, I'm running on autopilot sometimes. I'm trying to find new presencing, new words, but I'm mostly kind of a, a pattern, you know? Mm-hmm. And, so, and so you and I, who uh, have never met before, but, you know, and I've just only seen you from afar, like, we get to know each other a little bit better today. We get a chance to try mm-hmm. just based on what can come out of this these six words, you know? Mm-hmm. And then hopefully it lands itself to something that, may last longer than that right i think that's the our vision with with these masks is even people a chance to recognize that there's so much more to you than anybody could ever see by looking at you mm. than listening to a, reading a post reading a quote reading like so much more to each of us to all of us but oftentimes our eyes take over and it says this is all there is that's hey that's what you see you see what you see is what you get <laughs> and we miss that 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 that's one of those phrases that is so it's so limited, you know. Because mm. it's really interesting. That's really interesting. You say that, you know. I'm just thinking about um about the the ways that we seem to live in like a, a visual dominant culture, and and as you were talking about that, it just made me think about how I have eyelids, <laughs> and we all have eyelids, and and there's a way to discern what we choose to see or not see. Um, yet yet we have other faculties like I think about my ears and 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 the way that I know that in my practice and in my humanity I know that my ears seem um to not have ear lids <laughs> and and in a way I'm just I'm curious as you're talking you're just making me curious I'm just wondering about out loud here about um what would be possible if if I or people engage the different faculties we have available to us that um that we might not ordinarily pay attention to yeah oh man what what if what if i could like not hear the stuff that is meant to like pull me down or Mm. make me feel less than what if i could be like yep no no don't want that you know it's kind of like it's kind of like dust right like when dust is out there when we see dust 
we like our eyes will close to protect our eyes from taking that in because it knows it's no good. Mm. What if that also was possible with how messages came in, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it feels feel that feels exciting as you say that. It feels exciting. It feels exciting to be in choice with what I or what people can let into their systems. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and. And we want to be more choiceful. <laughs> we want to yeah. be more choiceful. We want to be more willful for what we care most about. So I appreciate that musing. Ooh, I think we're going to come back to that. I think I think what I let in. I mean, I mean hmm, that's <laughs> okay. What what I what 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 do I let in? I mean, imagine even thinking about this visual society we're in. Like when I look at the post, when I look at when I start scrolling, like I'm taking in. And me, I, I compare a lot. I don't really want to be comparing, but I, I look at that number there. I look at how many likes there. I look at that. I look at, and I'm like, what? And I and I make a I make a judgment that, and usually the judgment is not, it's not a, it's not always a positive one on my end. It's like, what's wrong with you, Ashanti? How how don't you have the ability to do X, Y, Z. Why are you not doing X, Y, Z? Why are you not posting more than you? Like all the things that I tell myself, even just in messages, mm. even I don't often say them out loud, I, most of them I keep inside, mm. but they're happening. They're happening, right? Mm. The, the I saw something, the mind made a message about it, and now I've made it a mean, I'm given meaning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I think, and, I, and the work that we do with young people around, these masks is that it, it didn't start just yesterday. It didn't start just because of social media. It just gave it a, you know, a steroid to accelerate it faster. Right. I can compare right. to more people faster in a, in a, in one sitting, I can compare to, you know, before you had to see the people in their car and their thing, or they had to tell you about it. But now you just be like, I just scroll for 20 minutes and I'm like, I can compare to 50 people what I don't have, what I'm not good enough at, what I'm not, you know, all the messages that sometimes get integrated into our thoughts and our minds, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into my thoughts and my mind. Right. And I know for me, for sure. But yeah, I, I'm excited. OK, you ready to make this mask? I think I think we're already we're already in the conversation. We're, we're, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready already. to make the mask. Let's do it. OK. OK. Well, for those of you who have not made a mask, you know, uh, we're going to. The first step is on. Um, you have a piece of paper. You're gonna fold it in half. Yeah. So we'll have two sides. You'll have the left side and the right side. And uh, the left side will be which is right at the top front, and then the right side will be the back. And we're gonna use the the front and the back to represent the front of the mask and back of the mask. And so. Um, our first step together is just to draw a mask, like whatever, whatever, whatever you think of when you think of a mask, um, draw a mask and you can, you draw that on the left side. Sounds yeah. good. Okay. And you have some amazing handwriting. I just want to tell you that. No, oh, I appreciate that. Man. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm making an assumption here that that's your handwriting. So well, I don't know what you're referring to. I but, know, but, but I see, I see some posts that have like you finishing off a sentence, or at least what I assume is to be you. Somebody's writing. Somebody's writing good handwriting. <laughs> okay, really, yeah. Really so fancy. that that 
that that hand is is mine. That hand is mine. Um, I appreciate that. Right on. I remember the last time I um drew something like this. So I appreciate the the opportunity to. Right on. Are you are you are have you always been a creative or are you, are you consider yourself a creative? I do, I do. Yeah, it's kind of just a remembering mm. of of a um a way of being that seems inherently human. Yeah. So I don't I don't see that as like a so called special thing. I see it as a human thing. Mm. Does that resonate with you? Um. I had some bad experiences in art class growing up, so I always thought I wasn't creative. Hmm. I always thought creative is if you could draw or not be able to draw. Mm-hmm. And since I was good at math, I just accepted, all right, I'm not going to be good at creativeness. I'm going to be good at math and science. So mm-hmm. I uh, I just, you know, just tuck, tucked away any thought that creativity was a part of my, my being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until later, until later. And now, now I do. Now I do. I, I've given myself permission to 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 say that I'm that I, I think I'm a, I'm a little creative. I, I have some creative. You know, I'm not an artist, but I but creating doesn't mean I have to be able to draw fancy. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of my work is about. Um, supporting people to reconnect with their capacity to create and be mm. in choice with the life that they want to lead. And um, a lot of those are about, about pointing to the creativity that's available. Um, not taking reality for granted, but mm. actually relating to it as a partner for co-creation. Nice. What? Hmm. I, I imagine. Do people get stuck in the word creative? Uh, sometimes. Um, but when I'm working with people, there's a container um, mm. that's set and we define terms. And so someone will name a preconceived notion that might be serving them or not serving them. And we talk about that. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. What serves you, right? How's it coming? Good. It feels um there's already there's already a story here. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> so now we have the mask and the the second step, so there's only three steps. So the second step is thinking of the mask as a representation of you on the paper. Um, write three words or three phrases on the left side that are qualities that you gladly let the world see. What are three qualities or characteristics of yourself that you gladly let the world see? Mm-hmm. And I'll write those on the, the left side. Hmm. Let's see. And and now we'll move to the back. Okay. So uh, the back is different than the front. The back is what are the things that we normally don't let people see? What are three qualities or characteristics that you normally don't let people see? Mm-hmm. So write three words for that? Uh-huh. Three words or three phrases, whatever feels comfortable. Okay. Yeah. I've been, uh, 
I've been trying since uh, since we did the the you know one year anniversary to think of like words I don't that I mean once you once you you gonna come to the end of words right but <laughs> that like what if I show new words right like I'm just I'm like oh what am, how do I get it makes me even more present I think I'm always present when I make them because I make them for each one each show but like to be like what's really real right now even more so than before you know that's awesome that's so, awesome it's one of the one of the benefits of repetition yeah it seems that an opportunity always to to adopt a learning stance and to to allow the possibility of surprise and emergence mm. and it does sometimes i'm like no i'm not writing that i'm not writing that not today <laughs> not today not today <laughs> oh man so since you're the guest uh, yeah. you get to decide who goes first so um and then if you go first you just read the front and if there's anything you want to say you can say anything about what the front or if you want me to go first or but it's your choice yeah. why don't you, you go to... first today okay all right all right well here is what came up today uh, and the words that came up on the front today were passionate intense and caring mm. um it's a pretty intense picture, I think. Mm. Um, and I think that the reason those words came out for me today, um, I think I've been trying to, I think I've always been caring, but I didn't often lead with caring. Mm. Like, I think I often led with, like, passionate and intense, like, hardworking, like, dedicated, like, fired up, like, you know, sometimes funny, sometimes, you know, I love to laugh, right? Mm. Um but even like when I think about work and laughing and have, have making time for fun or even making time for celebration, I know that I'm sometimes bad at that. Like, mm-hmm. like if we get a grant, like, like I've seen I've seen movies where people get a big project, they get a grant, and they go out to eat and they celebrate, and I'm like, we get the grant, and like 12 minutes later, I'm like, okay, let's get back to work. You know, it's like I I, I find myself sometimes. As much as I really care, I care about this stuff so much that I feel like if I take my foot off the gas at all, like it all goes away. So mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, so passionate, intense, um, and I really, I, re- I care a lot, you know, so mm-hmm. um, Beautiful. yeah, those Beautiful. are the ones that, that's what stands out right now. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thank I you. love your mask. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you want to share the back or you want to do that after? Um, well, normally we go, I mean, well, we normally we go front and then front and then back and okay, back, but, okay. but we can, that's cool. yeah. That's okay. Cool. Yeah. So I'll share, I'll share my mask, my front. Okay. Okay. So here's my front. And, uh, the words are kindness, groundedness, and playfulness. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. yeah, I was just struck by, uh, two things really just the eyes and the mouth. Um, yeah. And so uh, those three words feel true for sure. The kindness, groundedness, and, and um, playfulness as, as things that people often experience, at least I, as feedback I receive. Yeah. Um, I'm struck by the eyes. Um, I think part of my presenting mask is um, as one who uh, supports people in new sight, 
new ways of seeing their own lives, new ways of seeing the paradigms that have served and or might limit them. And um, I mean, in a way, I'm in the business of discovery. And so that's a metaphor, perhaps, for facilitating that. And then the mouth, yeah. uh, I drew it like a scale, which I was struck by. So there's just numbers. And in a way, part of there's part of my mask is one that uh, has learned throughout my own socialization that being precise with words is what's required to be lovable and accepted. Um, and so I think I, the, there's a pattern of performing like precision, yeah. like vocal precision, that um, that's an old pattern of mine and I've come to love it. I think it serves me and um, it is inf- it is also entangled with like a shaping of what it means to be a acceptable human. Mm. Yeah. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. No, thank you. That, that, that was beautiful. And it, I, I, I was wondering what that was on the mouth. I, I appreciate you explaining that. Cause I was, that's pretty intense. It looked like it was like intense. It was like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, in- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the 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 intense the intense in in me recognizes the intense in you. Mm, the fire, and that's what the eyes look like too. Fire, right? Yeah. Like the, in the discovery, and like mm, maybe helping people find the fire inside of them that may have been either oh, maybe it's already ignited, or maybe it hasn't. It's been dormant, you know. Yeah, I appreciate you saying it's been dormant because I mean I. For all my work, I come from a worldview, a belief, an assumption that all people are inherently whole and resourced to give all their gifts and greatest contributions to the world. And so for some of us, our fires might be dormant for a variety of reasons, but it's not that there's no fire. Everyone has fire. <laughs> everyone everyone has resource. Um, for some people, it's not even about fire. It's about water or air or earth or whatever it is. But certainly for me, like the fire metaphor is, um, is at the very least around supporting people to see anew um, and also to animate their life to actually like breathe life into what they're here to give to the world yeah and with that breathing life in let's take a breath and now we're gonna go to the back let's go to the back so so the back is the the stuff that we normally don't let people see Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) okay these are the ones that came today so i'm just gonna let them ride all Mm. right it's uh Doubt, worry, and based on what we talked about earlier, comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, not mm-hmm. enough. Like the comparing. Like, I think the question more is like, am I am I enough to do this? Am I, you know, am I able to mm. to grow this organization into what I dream of it being? Like, you know, mm. am I am I? I know what I dream of it being, but do I have what it takes? And I think that's hmm, actually they're all in that same genre right now. Wow. Mm. Doubt, worry, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really it's really real right now. I think it's real in this, almost is new is real right now more because things are going really well, right? Mm. I think I'm, huh, interesting. Like, we just got this grant that came out of nowhere. I mean, we didn't apply for it. It just they found us. Mm-hmm. And that's 
exciting and somewhat scary, right? It's like, but it's also like I think I've been I've been huh, hmm. it's 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 more exciting than scary, I think. But the scary part is like, okay, how how do we how do we keep this going? And I think that's this feeling of that worry, like. I can't like I can't let the can't let the foot off. I can't let mm-hmm. okay. I can't. The way the reason I got this is be is because I've been working so hard. Mm-hmm. So I can't stop working hard, even when part of myself is trying to like be more of a rester, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To be able to like take weekends and have a weekend and take a vacation and not feel guilty, like that. That's really real, right there. Even more so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, almost the almost the. I'm trying to think of how, how to describe it. It's hard to find the right words for it right now because this is actually, I'm just putting the thought together. Like what, like I feel thankful that we got this grant. I think we have earned it. We've worked hard for it, and it should give me more reason to say, okay, I got a little breathing room. Mm-hmm. That that's what that's what I think it should do. I think intellectually. <laughs> of all the books I've read, all the nonprofit people I've heard and talked to, hey, you got a little breathing room now. Mm-hmm. But part of my analytical brain, the engineer brain in me is like, dude, but if you, it only came because of all the hard work you put in. So therefore you can't stop putting in the hard work. Otherwise it's all going to fade away. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's partly realistic, makes sense, but it's also, it's, 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 it's only half the story. Mm-hmm, 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 and so, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I'm constantly having to de- battle with my own, my you know, the, my engineering brain, and then my heartfelt, open heart, like take self care time, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, on the weekend, if I'm like, my calendar's not full enough, I'm like, I start telling myself I'm being lazy. Mm. Like, you, you're not smart enough to be taking weekends off. What are you talking about? You better work harder. Like just the, that's the internal dialogue mm-hmm. that rarely that rarely comes out of my mouth. I mean, mm-hmm. only in moments mm-hmm. like this where I get the chance to, I feel find some comfort to somewhat talk about it. But for the, during the week, and I have to, I'm hoping we're running a team, right? So I have to keep, I have to keep, I can't be the doubter on the team if I'm, if I'm running, right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes I even worry about talking about it on the podcast because I'm like, well, they're gonna hear it and then they're gonna know that sometimes I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm acting like I know what I'm doing. I got the vision. I know where we're going. <laughs> Do I know how to get there? I don't always know. So mm-hmm. I'll stop there. I'll stop there. That's that was pretty. That was a lot. I, I didn't expect that. But thank, thank you. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. No. Thank yeah. you. I, I I appreciate you sharing all that. You know, when we um, it seems that when we speak into our own experience, it helps others see their own. And and in a way, everything you're saying, like I. You're, you're inviting me to kind of see how that lives inside me, how doubt lives inside me, how worry lives inside me, how comparison lives inside me. And um, one of the, there's a couple of things that came up for me, if I can share um, yeah. before I share my back is, uh, yeah, I mean, as you were talking, I, I just had this impression of um, an incredible commitment to, to hard work um, and to effort. And, and in a way, I almost felt exhausted just hearing you talk. Um, in part because um, I just recognize so much of what you're describing. And um, and it made me curious about the cliche of um, work smarter, not harder. 
and mm. and why is that a cliche <laughs> and yeah. um and what does that actually mean for for you or for me or for anyone listening who um is interested in inviting in more ease yeah. into their life more consciously yeah. um what is what is it what does that mean what does that look like and everyone has a different relationship with um over commitment or uh, or refusing to delegate <laughs> or um Mm. workaholism or whatever it might be um i i i want to just invite the possibility that um there's no need to uh, shame any of that or um to feel bad about any of that or to judge any of that but we can actually just look at it and consider that we're all human and we're shaped and we live inside paradigms and what becomes possible when we actually notice the paradigms and consider there's another choice that might be available like the rester within is available, delegation within is available, or whatever. Um, so that, that's something that came up for me, as well as um, the possibility of, of considering that we're never really alone, mm. even though it often feel like um, we might be. As you were describing, I saw the image of one like race car driver on a track, kind of like solo, like on a track, um, but just like the wheels are just kind of spinning. And and then and then it was just like i i bring the crew in and the crew comes in and then like and they pave the road and and all of a sudden the burden kind of eases once there's a reminder that there's a team available yeah. um it was just another image that came up i just felt compelled to share with you oh I, I i don't know how you mentioned the word delegation twice but that's that is without a doubt one of them like letting go of all the pieces like, I think I've been running this thing by myself for so long that now that I can't, like we're, where we're going next, I have to bring in more people. Hmm. And I realized that a lot of the pressure has been me not thinking that I can do it all. I have no doubt that that's not my thought, but willingness to let it go and let it be done by someone else. It's going to look different than maybe how I would all, you know, put the order of the whatever well, one of our new young men who's doing work with us right now, he's a he does work on social media. Every question he asked me yesterday was like a rabbit hole of like, <laughs> hey, I need the AdWords password, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what the what? Where do I get that from? And then I'm like looking for it and I realize I don't know the password to that or that and I got to go <laughs> find a new path. And I'm yeah. like, this is more work to get to give it away <laughs> yeah. than it was just not getting done. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. but I know what I know what my barrier is. Is my barrier is like, oh, I gotta do all this stuff to give it away. Why don't I just not mm. give it away? Mm. And that's what I felt. I told him yesterday, I said, every time you ask me a question, you send me down a rabbit hole. And I felt it. And he looked at me, he just smiled and he was like, Yeah, just I need I need the I need the password. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we 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 suffer now, right, to experience joy and levity later, um, or you know, suffer overstating, right? But <laughs> to put in the effort, to put in the effort now, um, oh, in order man. to create for a more sustainable way of be later. Yeah, I appreciate right. that a lot. That well, resonates. Thank you. thank you for mentioning that word. I mean, you, when you said it, I was like, oh, that's my, that's my. If I was a, if I was a character, if I was a cartoon, if I was a, a superhero, that would be my nemesis. Delegation, <laughs> it's the one that gets in yeah. the way. Right. Here. Oh man! But thank you, thank you for, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. So, um, my back uh, got three words here: uh, anger, vision, vulnerability. Mm. Three things that I'm not as 
eager to, sh- to present or share to the world. Yeah. Um, anger uh, is is something that I learned, and many many people that I've worked with, and including men and male identified folks, folks mm-hmm. of color, black men, not not exclusively. Yeah. Um, this has appeared often. Yeah. Um, in those types of conversations I have that um, anger is dangerous and um, and violent and criminal mm-hmm. and criminalizing. And um, one of the ways that I learned early on that I know a lot of people do in order to be safe is to repress it. And it's only in recent years that I've discovered that anger, like any emotion, I mean, the great philosopher Bruce Lee, I think he once said, like, it's just emotional content. Like it's just content. Like it's you know yeah. you don't, we don't need to judge it, right? But what's the yeah. what's the message, right? Because yeah. every emotion is a messenger from beyond, perhaps. And and yeah. so I'm I've, I'm developing a more curious relationship with anger when it arises up in me. Like what's the wisdom therein? What what message might it have for me? And um, what does it take for me to actually just be present to it and hold it rather than trying to wish it away, change it? Um, or even like hyper analytically like study it mm-hmm. um, just being present to it is something that I don't often um, it's not on my, my, my front mask often um, yeah. but something that is part of what makes me human and seemingly makes all of us human um, yeah. vision I put vision in part because I'm feeling that this is something more emerging it's on the back but it's it's emerging which is um, I like all people I believe have access to a capacity to dream and to imagine alternate possible worlds we can inhabit. Otherwise, we wouldn't consciously wake up, perhaps, and um, yeah. every day when we get out of bed. And so yeah. um, I feel compelled to more intentionally share my visions for the world I want to inhabit, share my visions for the coaching community and learning community I'm interested in continually building um, and naming the possibilities that I have sense of that um, we can live it and inhabit a planet where all people are free from stories and structures of oppression that limit our possibility to be fully human and give our gifts to this world. I'm, I'm sensing that this is an emerging part of me that needs to move from the back of the mass to the front of the mask is to allow the visionary to be. Um, and in a way, we all have access to the visionary within. And I feel eager to feed it for all of us. And the last thing I put was vulnerability. Um, yeah, it's kind of a maybe a more obvious one for some of us, but like for me, like also as a male identified person, um, yeah, I, I know that in order for me to be safe, like I need to hide my vulnerabilities, my insecurities, my fears. Um, and so um, I feel it would be yeah, disingenuous not to name that <laughs> and, um, and acknowledging that actually... Um, Vulnerabilities required for any possibility of trust, connection, community building. So that's something else that is on the back, yet uh, I'm acknowledging uh, requisite for full humanity. Yeah. I, I like the way you said that around the vulnerability part. Like, like if I, like the the context of why it becomes hard. Well, what I've seen is that whatever the messages we were told, taught, believe about what it's going to do once it comes out. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm wondering, is it possible to be vulnerable without words? I mean, you can do it. Yeah. Let's say it's an emotion, right? Let's say 
something comes up, I'm feeling a little bit sad about it, I'm feeling emotional. How much how much energy do I spend on a regular basis pushing back emotions? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. keep it, keep it, keep it, you know? Like mm-hmm. like suck it keep up. Keep it above like, the neck. Keep it above mm-hmm. the neck. Anything below the neck, dangerous, <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> Absolutely. It's amazing. It's amazing how much energy is spent living above the neck. In, so, in the head, in the head. In, in the, the head. head. Yeah. Specifically in the head. Yeah, it's amazing. And what energy might be released by actually like allowing energy to circulate? Because it seems that that's, that's what emotions often are, is a call to allow energy to move. Energy wants to move. It doesn't want to stay stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did you, where, where did, like, where did you learn that, like, vulnerability? Um, you know, for me, I was raised by my mom only. My, my dad died before I was born. So I, I was in a community where I was the man of the house at seven, whatever that meant. Right. But also, like, you know, there's no room for your emotions. You got to take care of your brother and sister. They can have emotions. You're in charge. You got to not. And no one cares about what you feel anyway, because just do the do, be the doer. Mm. And, and I think this rooted in that in this why the rester in me is so small mm. is because I've from really early seven, probably before seven, but definitely seven. I remember for sure. Every Saturday morning, there's no sleeping in. Just get up and get stuff done. It's mm. all school all week, chores at night. Saturday morning, is dusting, cleaning, preparing for Sunday. Sunday's, you know, church all day. Like it was always just doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know a time where I could just be like, I'm going to just lay down in the middle of the day and do nothing. <laughs> I think my mom hated watching me rest. Like, I think mm. she almost was like averse to rest. Like, you better get in there and be doing something. I can't, I almost remember her, probably a conversation I could probably pull up where I was just like, there was like no rest. And so maybe that part of me has just like been so chased out of me, nurtured to be like, no, 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 that's not, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about the idea of like being able to share feelings about about that, right? I'm 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 old. I'm old. Why why am I thinking about those old feelings, right? Old recordings. Well, they're still in there, right? They're still, mm-hmm. you know. Even though I've tried to, for so many years, just kind of tuck them away. That no, that's no big deal. It's no problem. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That no, that resonates with me. All of that. All of that. For me, um, one of the ways that I have learned about the importance of vulnerability and the power of it and the centrality of it in the human experience is in the way that so many people are forced to experience. I actually experienced it by force, Mm -hmm. which is through tragic loss and um, through loss of relationships and um, trauma and, and being after going through a, a series of radical life transitions where um, some relationships ruptured and um, connections were, were lost and they dissipated, I was forced to, I felt forced to look at what resources I had available to actually stay human and to actually look at the pieces of my life that had felt shattered and to begin to repair and uh, enter a conscious healing journey. And so I'm not sure that would have happened in the, I mean, it certainly wouldn't have happened in that way if it weren't for profound loss. Yeah. Um, and I get curious about what kind of world 
can one live in when we don't wait for tragedy to heal or we don't wait for loss to envision the worlds we want to live in that we don't actually don't wait for something to happen in order to be choiceful um, it seems to me that one of the great gifts we have in being human is to proactively and intentionally inquire and look within and to engage whatever contemplative practices and healing practices are available to us to be honest with ourselves <laughs> um, about who we are, about our shadows, about our light, about our gifts, about all of it, um, rather than waiting for things to fall apart, um, at which point we might not have no, any, no other choice but to be vulnerable amongst community or amongst whoever might be available, you know, amongst a healing practitioner, a therapist, whatever, <laughs> um, yeah. a teacher. So, um, so I'm, I'm interested and excited about the possibility of vulnerability as a conscious muscle rather than a reactive strategy. Mm. Mm. Conscious muscle rather than a reactive strategy. That means I'm going to keep, I heard someone say, who, who said this recently? Something like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to put like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to do exercise. I'm going to, I'm going to work on the vulnerability. Right. I'm going to work on, I'm going to, I'm going to practice it. I'm, I can't say, say that again. Say it again. So I want to make sure. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious about yeah. building a muscle of yeah. exposing our hearts <laughs> to mm -hmm. the world to actually live our life with an exposed heart, which, which demands safety and it demands bravery. And it's not, and every moment calls for it, but I'm curious about being intentional about living with our hearts on our sleeves, so to speak, rather than vulnerability only happening um, after tragedy or after incredible loss or after a sense of being incredibly alone. And the only way to actually survive is to be vulnerable with another human being in the community or family that can hold us up and allow us to see that it's possible to continue living. All that is important and necessary. And sometimes that happens in life. Yeah. And I'm curious about vulnerability as a conscious choice rather than something that is that a solely emerges for us after something tragic happens. Yeah. Or after yeah. after we're forced to do it because we're participating in a training or a yeah. workshop or a whatever. And then you know, everyone's gotta be vulnerable and share and go into breakout rooms and time to be like what if it's actually we're a conscious muscle? Yeah. A conscious yeah. muscle that we worked on intentionally because we know that our hearts are paths of liberation. I think that I heard about this recently. Uh, uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that because I think I'm glad. You, thank you for repeating that because I think I think more people need to hear that. More people need to understand that because I think that the more that we can talk about the things that we're going through in that way, the the deeper that we can build connection. That the deeper the we can take off the mask and be more present with each other and to recognize that we're not alone. That the feelings that we have when some tragic happens, it's a real feeling. But if we keep shutting all those off, it's only when, I mean, that's a tragedy, but sometimes I think even in the tragedies, people shut down the feelings of feeling, letting themselves feel worried, afraid, or or whatever they feel around it. Mm -hmm. But then, but all the daily ones that come along that we shut down too, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's such an important piece for that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, thank you for lifting that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it including maybe especially amongst men and male identified folks 
Um, I mean, that's and maybe at this point, it's it's no mystery yeah. <laughs> to to acknowledge um, some of the just socialized patterns of heteropatriarchy. Yeah, um, that seem to limit the possibility of being fully human. Yeah. Um, here's an opportunity for us to say there's another way. It's possible to be fully human um, and to be safe. Uh, by being in relationship consciously with my heart. Yeah, yeah. And being fully human means I, f- I have a wide range of feelings and emotions. Like a uh, like a color spectrum, like a full, yeah. bright, luminous, like all, every single color. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. And then when I when I shut that off, when I tell when I have been told I can't or whatever, then I become only half. If if half right, I become only I being less of myself. Yeah, a part you become just a part rather a than part. the whole that you are. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's what we need. I I, I think you said it, and I think that is the work that I get to. I, I've seen you do in terms of when when I've just witnessed you from afar, and uh, to hear you say these in in person, I think it's work that we try and do with young people in our work in mentoring because I want them to not wait till they're 25, 30, 40 to realize I've been shut off half of, you know, a big portion of myself to finally come to a place of recognizing that I'm, I've been pretending like I wasn't feeling all this time. And now, and hopefully it doesn't come out in a, in a in sideways. So it hurts somebody, right? Hopefully it doesn't do that, but mm-hmm. hopefully I've just been shut off to myself, but maybe I've, something else has happened in my disconnection from my full self that has been more harmful Mm. in so many of the coaching conversations that i have with people it's super common for someone to describe a part of them or piece of them that's been compartmentalized or fragmented whether it's their creative self or their spiritual self or their um, romantic self or their ambitious self or they're vulnerable, whatever it is. And there's such an incredible sense of a risk in actually foregrounding that or centering that or infusing that or integrating that in different parts of their life. And yeah. so many times I find great resource that someone discovers when inviting someone to consider rather than thinking about what you might lose by risking centering this part of you in your life. What can you gain? And what can the world gain? And what everyone that you're in relationship with that you care about, what can they gain? Um, Not to say that risk doesn't exist, but to say that Mm. what are the rewards? Yeah. What are the rewards of living a fully integrated life? Yeah. Where we fully inhabit every aspect of ourselves because we are whole. Mm. And we're just on, seemingly all of us are in journeys continually of bringing coherence to that wholeness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that beautiful you said, and I think we are whole and how do we get more people to show up with all of the whole? Cause it's in, it's in there. It's in the vessel of our being body. Right. But we may have been taught not to show it. So we, therefore we don't show up as all of ourselves, even though we, in our we're, I'm, I'm here, I'm here. What do you mean? I'm here. Well, yeah. But, but there's parts of you that are missing, right? There's part, 
And I think that that's something very true that I, that I, I resonates with me because I think I've been holding back uh, mm. in, in ways that I think have been just because I don't want to who like the who am I? Who am I to be putting out these messages of positivity? Right? I've I've done some messed up stuff too. Like I'm I'm no saint, right? But I've been on a journey of being the best I can, right? Mm. And trying to like say, you know what? My mistakes and my errors and my faults don't have to define me. They're part of me. They're but they don't have to define me, right? And um you're more yeah. than you're I think Brian Stevenson mm. um I believe Brian Stevenson has once said that you are more than the worst thing you've ever done. Mm. Okay. Hmm. We are we are more than our mistakes. Okay. And and when we consider that we're more when we consider that we're more than the worst thing we've ever done, and we're we're more than our mistakes, um, we that might open up terrain to reconnect with the parts of ourselves that maybe we've forgotten. One of the questions I often asking of folks that I work with is what parts of yourself does your heart long to reunite with? Mm. (laughs) And it seems like that often can create space for us to see beyond any self-shaming. That seems to also stand between ourselves and our own infinity. Well, that's the question. That's, that's my question right there. And I thank you for, what part of yourself have you been longing to reconnect with? Yeah. What comes up for you when you when I ask that question? Anything come up for you that you're open to sharing? Yeah. You know, um, I made a commitment two weeks ago to every day to to write in my journal or to, you know, work on this book project for that eight-year-old boy who shut it all away, who mm. who just got who I had to ignore. Mm. I had to ignore his needs. I had to ignore his trauma. I had to ignore what he was feeling because mm. there was other things more, more, seemingly more important. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I've been longing to reconnect and I've been afraid also. Like I've been, mm. I've been afraid. And I think when, yeah, yeah. And so I, I made this commitment that I was going to every day and I haven't, I haven't kept every day, a lot of days, but that he, uh, I, I ignored him. I shut him out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. what you experience doesn't matter because we got to keep the family together. We got to keep everything moving the way it is. You got to stay in charge. You're the man of the house. Like I had a lot of narrative around. I was in, I was, I, yeah. I was, I was analytical. And when you talk about being exhausted, mm-hmm. <laughs> I sometimes I'd be like, <laughs> I'm often exhausted. And uh, yeah, thank that. you for that. I feel that. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. I am, um, yeah. you know, I'm just realizing um, what time it is. And I, yeah. I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize what time it was. And actually, it, it snuck up on me too. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think we hit this perfect point. And I think, thank you for this. And I apologize. We, we went over our no, planned time. It's but, so good. Uh, sometimes it happens. Will you just tell folks how, where you want them to follow, where they can, learn more about what you're up to, the work you're doing. And, uh, we'll, and I, I thank you for making time for this conversation. Oh man, this has been a real joy and delight. And I really appreciate this, the chance to just to talk and connect and explore. And, 
Yeah, I mean, I would love to to continue the dialogue in all ways. If anyone's interested in continuing the dialogue or getting in touch, you can find me um, on social media. So on Instagram, it's double underscore my full name, double underscore. It's DDS Elvin, and um, among the other things, the Facebook, LinkedIn, all that. I said the Facebook. I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and then you know just my first name at my full name dot com if you want to email. Um, and it's just my full name.com is my website. It's been a great honor to be here and thank you. appreciate the chance to connect. Thank you, brother. And we'll, we'll have all that in the show notes so people you can be able to find DDA. And uh, I want to appreciate you. Thank you for being here on this uh, Friday afternoon and um, have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great conference. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Same to you. Appreciate you. Taking Off The Mess podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. And I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we hit this one-year anniversary. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off The Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.